Warning, the following podcast is conducted by trained professionals. Any attempts to replicate opinions given in this production may result in serious physical and or mental disfigurement. Viewer discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome back to another episode of Calm. If you value mountain climbing, if you value mountain climbing... What do you have, three cups of coffee before you signed up for this shit? (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. I think you said something. Love DeGrasse Tyson. Love him. He's pretty cool. I mean, uh, he's in that meme. Yeah. It's funny. That 2012 meme. He was in that. We got a badass over here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pair that next to my Jackie Chan uh, mind uh, mind blown meme or the what the what meme. Yes, I love that one. I like the the Nicolas Cage face, which I think is from Face Off. No. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not from Face Off. What's it from? Um, I forget. It's like some office movie. One second, uh, Nicolas Cage face meme. meme movie it is from uh the you don't say this is on know your meme credible source uh vampire kiss vampires kiss sorry uh yes you're right well i don't know that movie but i'm looking at the face now i was thinking of the face in the hallelujah scene mm-hmm. when he grabs that lady's behind that's his O face that is his O face. If you look up Nicolas Cage meme and you, you know, go about 25 images in, you will see that face. So I'll, I'll count it for the viewers here. So it's 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, 15, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, <laughs> So if you search up Nicolas Cage meme on Google Images and you go to image 29, you'll see the face. If you value mountain about. climbing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. By having a poor connection, I've eliminated the risk of us ever having a high-quality <laughs> internet broadcast show. Uh, yeah, you can say that again. Holy shit. Recording over <laughs> over the line is not good. I don't know how they did it back in the day, you know? I mean, that's just not worth it. Yeah, they were it's not even, Just move on. Just move dollars. on. All right, what are we what, talking about? We space re- nuts, space balls, let's, space testies. Let's read off some facts for you, the audience. Let me speak <laughs> to you for a second. Number one, directed by Mel Brooks, produced by Mel Brooks, written by Mel Brooks, and some nobodies, starring a lot of nobodies. Um, yeah, there you go. So, you know. You're probably thinking, if you haven't seen this movie, what is Spaceballs all about? Well, if you've seen Star Wars, the original trilogy, it's like that, um, but there's there's jokes. And there's mm-hmm. references to other franchises. Base, so, I mean, it's, it's the same as... Um, it's the same as Star Wars, except our main character... Guess is Lone Star. I guess he's a main character. I don't sure. Yeah, I'd say so. He's a main character. Uh, he's like Luke Skywalker, Indiana Jones, and uh, Han Solo all mixed up into one. He has his buddy, uh, Barf, who's a parody of Chewbacca. He's half man, half dog. He's a Mog. And uh, they're flying in a Winnebago, the Eagle 5, like the Millennium Falcon. Falcon, Eagle, coincidence. And the uh, Princess Vespa, who's like Princess Leia, has her little uh, sidekick Dot Matrix, parody of C-3PO. She's supposed to be married to a prince, whatever. She's like, I don't, I don't want to, leaves Planet Druidia. Then we get the bad guys. Rick Moranis plays a parody of... He's Dark Helmet, kind of like Darth Vader. And Mm -hmm. uh, Mel Brooks plays Emperor Scroob, 
who's uh, who's like the emperor, and he rules Spaceball City, or Planet Spaceball, or whatever. And they got an air problem. They're running out of air. They've never heard of plants before, I guess. So he has to uh, steal all the air from Planet Druidia. So he captures Vespa. Lone Star rescues her, and uh, movie goes from there. Matt, what do you think of this movie? I I mean, yeah. Look, wait. <laughs> what you get here is you get some Star Wars parody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's classic Brooks. Maybe not Brooks at his best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty straight. It's a pretty straightforward film. You're getting some good gags. Some bad gags. What a um, bad ones. <laughs> I say the performances. There's like half like ones that I really enjoy and half that are very disposable. And uh, you know, uh, that's that's really it <laughs> with the movie. Uh, it, this is the first time I saw it. Okay. Okay. I was pretty entertained the whole way through. Okay. So right off the right off the bat, five bags. Right. Okay. I could see how one could watch this movie many times, and you know there'd be diminishing returns because I think that some of the jokes and most of them, and I don't want to say almost all of them, but just a lot of them are, are just kind of obvious. You know, either homages or just lampoons of of Star Wars stuff and. That's all well and good, but I don't know. I, I kind of wanted a little more. I mean, this is Mel Brooks doing Star Wars, right? So you think it'd be epic. Yeah. But it, it's not quite a dud for me, but it's it's lackluster. I'm going to try to get my main argument as to why this movie is bad out of the way right now. Well, first I'm going to give a bit of backstory. I, uh, I like Star Wars. I like science fiction. I know. Star Wars isn't science fiction. I know. It's science fantasy. Yeah. It's space it's space opera. I used to watch the poop out of Star Wars. I had the original trilogy box set of VHS's um what was it has a specific name. Like the remastered the first remastered one before they started to do the nineteen ninety nine special edition ones. Um mm-hmm. it's like the best one that you can get on VHS. I, I watched the poop out of them as a kid. And then at some point in my childhood, we got a DVD of Spaceballs, and I was like, whoa, this is like Star Wars. And I watched it, and even as a kid, I liked it because it was like Star Wars, and it referenced things that I knew, and it said naughty words. So that was funny to me. But now, the a few months ago, I was like, okay, I've seen, I'm quite familiar with Star Wars. I know, you know. I'm familiar with most of the big sci-fi titles. I watch a lot of Star Trek. Uh, I know Alien. I know 2001. Let's watch this movie. And now I'm an adult, so I'll get even more of the more adult jokes in it. And I watch it, and I I was like, no, this is kind of boring. <laughs> and here's another thing. So there's a backstory. I, I'll admit something to you, Matt. Okay. You may already know Tell this. Me. I'm not a big fan of parody movies. I think they're a tad parasitic. Um, generally. And there are good parody movies like... Um, like Shaun of the Dead. Like mm. Hot Fuzz. Like What We Do in the Shadows. Airplane's pretty good. Airplane. 2000... Or not 2001. 21 Jump Street. Because what those movies do is they actually make a movie and they make original ideas and characters and storylines, but then they just lampoon very casually or reference things in a smart way, things that we know. Like, we're coming to get you, Barbara, in Shaun of the Dead. They just they say that in a realistic way, and then um, his buddy doesn't say, hey, wait, that's a line from Night of the Living Dead. And he goes, whoa, is it? <laughs> Uh, nothing like that happens in those movies. It's all very... Uh, they have real characters, like like in What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, they are doing little subtle jabs here and kind of making fun of the vampire mythos, 
but um, they have they have real characters. Like if I asked you, like describe Lone Star without saying what he what he is. Like don't say he's the captain of a ship and he's a prince at the end of the movie. Like who, describe him. He's a he's a he's a space rascal on the move, and he's uh, he's got a buddy, and <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, e. So, okay, 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 okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. So Lone Star, he's like, he's like a space guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, exactly. Like they're just they're, they're just parasitic. Uh, I don't like movies like this. I hate uh scary movie or any sort of movie like that. It's like the movie equivalent of. Uh, a weird owl song where he'll just take um he'll just take a song like time by pink floyd and then make it he'll call it uh poop <laughs> and it'll actually just be about him pooping it's like, oh that's so funny that's my issue with this movie is they just the characters are nothing they're just nothing and all they're there to do is say hey remember star wars like the the most offensive joke in this movie for me is a scene where emperor scroob is in his room is it scroob or screw i think it's scroob it's it's scroob i think it's like supposed to be an anagram for like brooks right like, right 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 brooks. um he's in his room and then this lady um calls him on skype and she's like hey uh, come down here you want want me to beam you there, like, like Star Trek, and then he um he goes I don't know about all that beaming stuff. Is it safe? And she goes Yes. Snotty beamed me two times last night. It was fantastic, and then he says Oh, what the hell? It works on Star Trek. What's the joke here, guys? What's the joke? The joke is there. You know, you thought they were just gonna make um. A reference to Star Trek, but then they geniusly subvert it by just stating outright what they're making fun of. So um, it's <laughs> it's kind of avant garde. And then and then they shows the snotty character, and he's a dude in I don't know the name of the hat. It's a type of hat that Nardwar, the human serviette, wears. Um, it's like the little poofy hat with a pom-pom on top, like golfers will, will wear. And then he does a yeah. stereotypical Scottish accent. It's like, guys, I, I, I got it. I, I got the joke. Um, it, they play it off like his butt switches, like his butt is backwards. And then they try to make their own unique joke. But there wasn't a joke there. You just reference Star Trek. That That's my issue with the movie. I think the movie shines when it's just actually making their own jokes um, within this universe, but just, like, laughing because, um, oh, he, he sounds funny when Darth Vader breathes or his helmet's big. I, oh, okay, who cares? That's what my five-year-old cousin says when he watches Star Wars. Let's move on, guys. That, that's my issue. I'll agree, like, in the sense that there isn't enough inventiveness here, not only just in plot, but even just the jokes. I mean, if we have to compare it, like, you know, let's compare it to Airplane, mm-hmm. because it's the best movie ever made. Yeah, That, you know, it it takes a jab at, like, disaster films at the time, and there was a lot of, like, sort of plain disaster films mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, it just has the general, like, setup with the characters and, you know, a plane in jeopardy, and then it just kind of goes into its own thing where it just has a lot of jokes that one is a lot more daring because the jokes are more daring um they have very elaborate setups um they get like different sets they flash back to different scenes they take a jab at other movies but it doesn't feel out of place and you know a movie like this obviously and is going to live and die on the quality of its jokes because it's just a parody movie you almost wish that they didn't like kind of slavishly follow star wars like it's pretty star wars 
I almost wish like he kind of just took a general jab at just space movies or space fantasy yeah. or science fiction in general. Because then, yeah, you're getting really pigeonholed into doing jokes about the helmet like a million times. <laughs> and like, you know, we get it. And, you know, Barf's got a tail and it is what it is. But there's some good stuff here, okay? This is what I'll say. The movie's best when it's doing visual gags, I found. Yes. This, this script isn't that strong. But there's some really good visual gags here, okay? Like, uh, like some of them are so cheesy and obvious, but they work. I like the jamming the radar. Yes. That was like my favorite shot of the movie. It's just funny. Um, the 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 beam sequence hilarious. You know, snotty, and he had his butt in front of him. That's so good. Uh, like other stuff that you know works within the context of the film and the kind of way that airplane does, where they kind of make their own jokes and then have them run throughout the film. Like dark helmet. Instead of doing a force choke, he'll just zap your balls. <laughs> So then anytime he gets kind of pissed or like he something doesn't go right, everybody holds their balls in fear. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Like, that's pretty good. Um, even I even like some of like the more crass humor. Like there's a bunch of sex jokes in this. The one that really got me was Scroob is just taking a whiz. And then Commander <laughs> Zircon gives him a call and she's like you know they're in the vicinity or whatever and he's like okay okay and then he does a salute and he takes his hand off his you know scroob takes his hand off his tube there zircon gets a little look at it i really like the little smirk she gives at the camera and then she logs out that was funny so the visual gags and stuff like that are good and that's like i find that's the biggest strength of the movie for me is just when they riff off stuff like that because like i said the actual dialogue in it is you know it's it's whatever it's kind of campy and not in a campy way to like homage star wars because you know the dialogue is that in that is campy but just campy in its own campy way there's some good star wars gags like a couple of them this is where like i was kind of like this is where i was kind of disappointed because in a movie like this and in a movie like star wars star wars is great but you know it's not a perfect franchise and i mean 10 years after the movie would have came out, because this came out in 87, it would have been cool if he had really dug into Star Wars, but mm-hmm. I guess he liked it too much. And it might not have helped that George Lucas was semi-involved in the production of this, yeah. which I didn't get to later in the trivia. But there's a couple good gags. Like At one point, uh, Helmet is talking to Colonel Sanders, who's kind of like the mock Tarkin analog in this. Yeah. And... He says, Sanders says something to Helmet, just explaining the situation. And then Moranis looks at the camera and says, did you guys get all that? Which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> that was because good. Some, because sometimes in Star Wars, yeah, they're a little too on the nose with that kind of stuff. I also like when they fade, they're in the desert and they fade the shot of the, the sun. And then I think it's Bar for somebody says, nice dissolve there. Yes, that was good. Star Wars transition. So there's a couple of good ones there, but there wasn't enough, like... It's just all straightforward stuff. Like the the helmet gags are not that funny. And I will say though that I like Moranis's performance in this yes. a lot. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's great. He's just such an expressive actor. All his uh, facial expressions, and he just has a great way of emoting and stuff like that. And there's a couple other good performances here. I like his uh, dynamic with Sanders. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. I think Joan Rivers is okay as, like, the voiceover for the robot. I think they're, like, they kind of just got Joan Rivers and then had her do Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I like Brooks as both Yogurt and Scroob. Especially as Yogurt, he's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the merchandising sequence is in another standout visually as well when he just opens up a little chamber in his cave and he's got all the junk there. Um, Performance-wise, though, a lot of the cast kind of falls short. Uh, Bill Pullman is like kind of he's okay in this like he didn't really have any charm or charisma he just kind of plays like greasy space adventure but he doesn't give it anything fresh and he's doing a really hammy job of it yeah like Harrison Ford was very charming in in Star Wars 77 he was a charismatic smooth guy exactly yeah like and i mean you know it's a parody movie so you can make fun of that to a degree but he's he just kind of comes off as uh, just like a guy they picked off like that brooks off the street in new york or something he does an okay job but 
it's it's nothing as the lead of the movie it's kind of lackluster john candy's barf as well was disappointing it uh for me yeah they, can, they make a they make a bunch of jokes just related to his appearance and he doesn't really have enough to do i, re- I like john candy but this is not one of his great movies uh, i think daphne zuniga as princess vespa she kind of sucks actually uh, <laughs> she's not really good at all to, to be quite honest uh, she's really like just dull she doesn't really have any good jokes. Uh, she's not a particularly uh, talented actress from what I can see here. And that kind of rounds up the rest of the cast, uh, like the principal stuff. But it's, um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, like the, that's a, that's... The, the performances are fine. Um, to me, like I, you were talking about the visual gags, that stuff is great. Um, the stuff that really like the visual gags and even when they're just doing I don't know what you call them like I guess wordplay like airplane does this a lot where they'll say something like comb the desert and then Mm -hmm. it cuts to them literally combing the desert like that stuff is funny or um what's another example let me check my notes let's see if I wrote one down but they they do when they're just doing actual jokes that's when it's it's shining um uh, oh and like the meta jokes i think all the meta jokes are funny when they are watching Spaceballs the movie Mm. and it's like happening in real time or um or when (laughs) there's a scene an action scene and uh the space balls are trying to capture our our heroes and then they do a jump through a closing door and then they get them and then it's actually just their stunt doubles i think that sort of stuff is that's that's funny yeah the the meta stuff was pretty good too um he really should have leaned into that more as well because there's just there's high quality stuff in the film but it's just it's so heavily outweighed by just sequences where you're just getting like pretty straight face gags that I really won't tickle your funny bone in any way or you know they're just riffing on like a star wars thing like the whole schwartz thing it's not that funny yeah you know like he gets a ring instead of the forest it's the schwartz <laughs> you know it's it's one of those things where it hit it hits or it doesn't and yeah you know like it it's either funny or it's not and in a movie like this it's just how many of it's like a percentage thing how many of these jokes are making you laugh and then that percentage is how much you're going to enjoy the movie because plot wise, it's just get the princess, do the thing, the air, the whole air plot. It's not engaging anyway. It's just a vehicle for the jokes. Um, I mean, some of the costuming and the set stuff is pretty decent. Uh, some of it, like, like the space balls design, uh, their soldiers, I, like, come on. Do you guys sucks, look at yeah. stor- stormtroopers and think they look like that? that's your parody that might be a that might be like a budget thing that's what i was thinking because like this exactly you can you could have such a great parody of their design because they look so distinctive but then they just have guys with ball helmets because space balls haha <laughs> uh, the corridors and stuff like that they they're semi-faithful to the way star wars look yeah um like the ship and stuff is okay i don't like barf's costuming and this it's is just so maybe dumb. like a person it's just lazy. Yeah. Apparently, I was looking at the trivia, they had like a full mask for Candy. But then they were like, why would we have John Candy and then not show his face? Mm. So this is the same problem that you encounter in the modern superhero movie. Yep. Where, you know, we're paying them for a reason. People gotta see him. So that's unfortunate. Um, there isn't like a ton of effects. Work. Well, I guess there. I guess there is a lot of effects work. Like, the, you know, with the ship transforming into the huge maid. Which is a dumb gag. That was a good. That like looked pretty good. It's the visual fidelity of it is is pretty strong. It's not to the level of Star Wars, of course, because I don't know how big the budget on this was, but I imagine a lot less. But um, in terms of like visual recreation, it has its own charm and it it looks close enough to the film that I think it does a good job in that way. Yeah, I agree. Like they have the lasers and um. I, I, I they call the lightsabers in this movie. I think the shorts as well. Um, and those look those look 
good too. Um, again, this was after um, after Star Wars, so now like the average effects were much better because of those movies. They really set the bar. So you know, it was were those effects now impressive for the time that they came out? I don't know, but yeah, they look fine. So yeah, the the soundtrack I honestly didn't pay attention to at all. It's whatever they put. I think they play like a Van Halen song at one point or a Bon Jovi song. I think it was. Um, and then I didn't notice any of the score if there was a score. So I guess they couldn't get John Williams for this one. That would have been sick, though. It was just royalty free Star Wars music. Yeah. You know what? That's another thing is that when I, when you do a parody movie like this and like I don't like off brand scores, mm-hmm. you know? It's like when you're just waiting for that one distinctive riff or that one melody and then it never comes. Yep. It's just, it's, it just, it's too much of a tease. Like, it's just going to be disappointing no matter how competent you're doing the music for this, you know? Yeah, the intro, so that's one thing. the intro song when they're doing the title scroll, it's like, um, it sounds like a mashup between Star Wars and like old Superman. Like the theatrical Superman thing is like It's it's weird. Yeah. Uh, another thing and I forgot to mention effects wise was I like and this is another silly pun, but Pizza the Hut, he looked pretty good with Dude. the cheese and stuff dripping on him. Yes, he looked good, but that joke pissed me off so goddamn much. <laughs> Why? It's just thing I oh job of the hut pizza the hut holy shit holy shit that's <laughs> it's oh my god it's like pizza hut whoa like that stuff pisses me off so much that's not a joke guys you just ref you you took two <laughs> things I know and you mashed them up like yeah great the the effects are great it looks like he's made out of pure pizza like it looks great but guys come like come on pizza the hut this is a weird owl song honestly you know what and that's a good example to me the way the movie feels and you know i guess this is mel brooks's baby cuz he direct directed produced and wrote it as you said you get the sense that he maybe was doing this film out of a sort of obligation yeah as a a pioneer parody i guess to to you know take down this huge force in the industry at the time which was star wars so maybe i don't know maybe this wasn't quite the labor of love that i wanted to be wanted it to be where like i feel like as someone who really cares about star wars or loves star wars or knows star wars intimately would maybe i don't know get it better you know take take down more star wars stuff rather than as you said just going hmm hot <laughs> all right write that down boys we got another joke in the bag well only 20 just, more to go it's just a little lazy it just comes off lazy to me i wanted more you know like even an airplane when they do dumb gags like that it's I don't know, they work. And maybe that's because most people don't have a particular, you know, affinity or anything for like those disaster movies. And in that sense, once again, maybe we're victims of our expectations because it's a Star Wars parody. So, you know, we're expecting something grand. But yeah, the movie really falls flat when it just doesn't really have anything original joke wise when it's just kind of the easy route that it takes yeah it, it's not it it is that i agree and it's just that it's not a movie like why should i watch this movie instead of watching star wars yeah honestly i like i i guess the purpose of this is this this is star wars if you want to laugh but the, obviously the disparity in quality makes it so that i'm just gonna watch star wars and maybe just laugh a couple of times yeah a couple of jokes that are in that and then enjoy a great movie yeah that's the problem yeah like i'll watch nosferatu again and i'll watch what we do in the shadows again because they're two unique movies Th- yeah, this is like, just like i'll just enjoy star wars and put on a funny compilation on youtube after guys 
you know, this is definitely one of those movies where you know, just go check out a couple of clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Whatever the ten moot, whatever the ten movie clips that the movie clips channel has chosen, <laughs> you know, maybe like four of those are worth watching if you need a laugh sometime, and you know, you just click on those and there you go. But I mean, the movie's in, in like ninety minutes, ninety five minutes. It honestly, it didn't like really drag for me at all. And once again, I wasn't like terribly bored throughout the film. But that may have been because it was my first viewing, and as I know, you've seen this movie a lot of times, and you don't—you seem to like it a lot less. So that's pretty telling. Yeah, I'm kind of done with this movie. I, I don't need to watch it again. I think I'm—I think I'm good on Spaceballs. I think you know what this is actually the kind of I kind of want a Spaceballs too, but maybe like not like just bring back all the old cast because like I don't think this is a cultural touchstone or anything. But I feel like if they made a Spaceballs 2 that also kind of touched on a new trilogy or something like that, it could have potential. It just needs yep. to be a little bit more uh, passionate, I guess you could say. Yeah, get people who give a, give a damn about Star Wars and get, get some an good F. writers and let them mingle, see what comes out. Yeah, it's this one, it's... Uh... It's just not, it's not it. I have two it's more jokes that I want to just talk about how much I dislike real quick. <laughs> okay, sounds good. There, so Princess Vespa lives on planet Druidia. She is... Uh, what, let's talk about the Jewish jokes. Let's go! Yeah, let's do them. Um, she's what you would call Druish. Kind of like Beish from the Bee movie. <laughs> um, I'm kind of done with self-deprecating um jewish jokes i'm just kind of done with self-deprecating um racist uh, and hate bigot jokes whatever you want to call them i'm kind of done with them is mel brooks jewish i'm gonna assume he is yes he's he's jewish he's like the quintessential jewish man yeah so i'm really done with... with like people pandering to a certain demographic, I'm not going to say what, where they're just laughing at themselves, like uh, Asian people which who will go like, oh, bing bong, wing wong, like, not funny, guys. Um, I know what you're doing, not very funny. So, yeah, she's Druish. And, uh, you know, they have a couple of good jokes there. Uh, one is, Barf says, she doesn't look Druish. <laughs> Uh, and then the second one, uh, when Scroob wants a code to get into, um, they have a shield around Druidia to protect. I don't even know. They know that Spaceballs wants their air, I guess. So they have a shield around their planet or something. Um, Scroob wants a code to get in, to get the air. And he's holding Vespa prisoner. And he's like, uh, if you don't give us a code, we're going to give her a nose job. And the king of King of Druid is like, uh, what are you talking about? She already got a nose job. He's like, we're going to restore her old nose. And then he pulls up a happy merchant caricature of a, <laughs> of a nose. And it's, it's, it's so tasteful. So, so, so sicko mode. I can't handle it. I'm, I'm done with these jokes. I was done with them in the B movie. And now I'm, I'm pissed. I'm not letting one slide. Bad joke. One out of ten bags for that joke. I mean, I know that, like, it's almost like a part of the brand of like the brand of Jewish comedy in America that, like, you, I don't know, self-loathing. I guess is a part. Yeah. Why of do you it. think I mean, that is? I mean, who am I to bash tradition? You know. I mm-hmm. mean, I, <laughs> but I, I kind of agree. Like, I mean, at least do it like in a funny way or in a clever way. I mean, I. As a non-Jewish man, I'm not going to laugh at that because I'm afraid of coming off racist. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, they already kind of do. Like, when Mel Brooks shows up and acts stereotypically Jewish, like, that's enough. All right? Like, that's there's the gag right there. We don't need to have... We don't need to make fun of the nose. We don't need the... The Jewish thing was especially lazy. I swear, that is straight up like the B-ish thing in B-movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, huh? What are you guys doing? <laughs> like, damn. We know Se- Seinfeld, we know you made this because you put your name all over the movie. Brooks, we know you made this because you put your name all over the movie. We know you're Jewish. <laughs> Just chill, okay? Just cool. We got it, bro. We got it. Message received. Yeah. Um, this is uh, the last joke, and then I'll let you go ahead. Sorry. 
the last joke, which is made me groan so much at, near the end of the movie after Lone Star returns Vespa to get married to this guy who looks like He-Man, who yawns all the time. And yes, that was a member member He-Man joke. He um he goes to his diner with uh, Barf, a space diner, and John Hurt is there. I think this is his name, right? John Hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, he orders, I think, the soup or the special, one of the two. And then he starts freaking out. And then there's a chest burster from Alien. And then he goes and does a little dance from Looney Tunes or whatever. And, like, guys, and he goes, oh, not again. That's your joke? That's your Alien joke? Is just um, John Hurt was an alien and he had a chest burster and now he's doing it in this movie? What, I, Guys, that's... That's a scary movie joke. You guys are... Mel Brooks, you're better than that. You're better than... But, it's just the same thing. There's no joke. It's just who remembers this. But no, then they make a Looney Tunes joke. And he and he puts on the hat and he does, Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my <laughs> ragtime gal. So that was pretty funny. What? You remember Looney Tunes? Who's going to laugh remember- at that if they haven't seen Alien? They're just going to say, Huh? But do you remember the? I me- I remember Alien. I have a big poster over my bed of Alien in space. Do you remember Looney Tunes? Not really. Um, maybe I have to watch Looney Tunes and then I'll I'll laugh at that joke more. Yeah, that's the problem. You'll laugh. You'll laugh if you watch Looney Tunes. You'll come back to this movie and you'll bust a gut. Like okay, I'm gonna a few Star Wars jokes that they do, or I'll name one off the top of my head that they do well where it's like it isn't just him saying use a force Luke like so everyone knows Empire Strikes Back spoiler if you haven't seen the Empire Strikes Back um, Darth Vader is actually Luke's father (gasps) and Darth Vader says Luke I am your father no well he doesn't he says no I'm your father and Luke says no and he looks like he has rabbit teeth and then he falls down yada 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 so in this movie, Dark Helmet's like, I have something to tell you, Lone Star. I am your yeah. roommate's cousin's nephew's brother-in-law. Like that was kind of funny, I guess. Yeah, because you know that's what? goofy. That's par- like it's referencing and then just being goofy. Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, I thought the joke. It's, you know what? I've seen that joke before in the sense that I've. Way before seeing this movie, I've seen that clip a million times. Mm. Um, yeah, the idea is fine. I like the idea that um, they're not that when he says, well, "What does that make us?" It says absolutely nothing because, <laughs> like, who cares? I guess. Um, but like that joke is just kind of symbolic of why I don't like the movie that much. Which is, <laughs> all right, what's this thing in Star Wars? All right, uh, here's something silly. Uh, put it in the movie. And then the, it's in the movie. And I mean, you know, you might laugh. Who's laughing at that like hard? Like, <laughs> oh I, my God. I, I, like not so hard, sub- but I'm so, like, sub- so sickle so mode. So sickle mode. Oh my God. I, I thought it was like, okay. Just, it's okay. It's all right. Another last one. I swear. Last just shit joke. I don't want to name every joke, but. This one is just so bad. When they finally find yogurt, um, and the little dingaling sing their ding ding song, and he says it's like Disneyland, haha. And then they get into this temple, and he said, uh, "Bar says this looks like the Temple of Doom." Like, oh, funny joke. That's the thing I know. Like, why would Bar say that? What the, is Indiana Jones canon in this universe? Like, it, it, uh, it's not a real yeah. movie. You're just writing a script to just say jokes to me. And uh, not a fan. Not a fan. It's lazy. Lazy. It's lazy. He's better than this. I don't know. It's not his best for sure. I'm really there? torn here. You get it for bags? Yeah. You want me? I'll go first. Okay, well, give me courage. I give you, I give it two out of five bags. Uh, not the worst movie of all time, but uh, not the best. 
I, I was thinking four, but maybe even three. Like, what's good? I mean, it's like Star Wars, so... And Star Wars is good. Okay, special effects, soundtracks, whatever. Jokes, some of them are funny. Like, again, when they're just doing jokes, like, major asshole, that's funny. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. Um, the ball jokes were funny. I like balls. Oh, wait, I take that. Can we? Can you cut that? Whoa, 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 whoa! Acting mad sussy over there, bro. <laughs> give it. Okay, give it three and a half bags. I. I mm, well, then I'm on a, a hundred point scale. I can't. I can't do that. Uh three bags for spaceballs. Not. Not good. Devis. Devastating. Sorry. This is gonna ruin his career. You can't. You don't recover from a review like that from a review show as prestigious as this one. Okay, we make or break careers here. And you know what? If and we want the... you dead, well, lock your door. <laughs> simple as plain and simple. Oh shit! We forgot to do something. Do we have a movie for next week? Or was it no. your movie? It might be my movie. I mean, I have a pick, if you want. What What did I pick between when we did the hunk? It was or the labyrinth and something else. What was it? Something else. I don't remember. I never. We never remember. That's the hallmark of our show. Shit! A, All right, random know. number generator. Oh God! Let's get it. Okay, you know what? You do the generator. I'm an, I'm reserving the right to say no. And we do a re-roll. No, and then I'll decide from there. Okay, well, kind of cringe. We got 45. <laughs> Not bad. Okay. Um, well, we'll see when you see the movie. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see when they kick your ass. And I, Let's see. Uh, 45, movie, Phantom the of the Paradise. What the fuck is that? You don't know that? Never heard... Phantom of the Paradise? It's like a Winnipeg cult classic. I'm looking this up right now. They they had a they had a convention that they did specifically here because it did the movie did so well here and nowhere else. God, why? Yeah, I'm vetoed. Vetoed. What? Well, we're doing the movie eventually, so I don't. You can do Just it now or later. later. On the later, put on the back. All right, you're kind of pissing right me off now. I'm gonna generate another. Uh, okay, it was twenty three. What did I? What's twenty three? This is a this is a rock. Pink Floyd, the Wall. Comic. We did it. Okay. We did that one. Three ninety four. Ooh. Okay. We're, let's see. If I haven't heard of it, we're not doing it. You're really. You're kind of. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm. You know. This is a. This is the two man show, and I'm gonna remind you of that. So uh, let's hear it. All right. Well, let me get to it. One moment, please. Um. God. 394, we're talking Highway to Hell. Again, sandwich between Hellraiser and Hobo with a Shotgun. Highway to Hell. I haven't heard of this movie. Well, you mean Matt, the there's, there's thousands of movies. You're going to hear of them all? Look, okay, I'm going to check this movie out right now, and if I don't like the way it looks, I'm picking a movie. Here you go. An eloping bride is taken into hell, and her fiancé must pursue. What more do you need? Holy shit, this movie looks so fucking bad. <laughs> do you want to do another bad movie? Uh, is... I don't know. Do you have a movie we can do? Let's just do Spinal Tap, okay? Oh, that's Spinal... that what it was. That was your other pick. Do you, do you, have you seen Spinal Tap? I'll, d I'll make a compromise. Have you seen Spinal Tap, yes or no? I haven't. I'll make you, have you seen Highway to Hell? <laughs> We're doing Spinal Tap next week. We're nope, I'm flipping the coin. We're letting... Oh my god. What did Two-Face say in Batman? Give me one moment. Let me grab the coin. He was an idiot. I don't care what he said. Whew. You want to do best two out of three or just one flip? I can't, I can't even see... I don't even know if you're telling the truth. I can't see the coin. It's. I'll videotape it. I'll send it to you. Right. Okay, I want it videotaped, and I want it put on the page. I have a $50 bill in frame. All right, let me take that out. Okay, I'm going to flip. So, best two out of three or one flip? Um, Just do one flip. Just do one flip. Heads or tails? 
Um, heads. All right. Because I'm using my head. Because somebody has to here. It's heads. Oh, God. All right, we're doing Spinal Tap next week. After that, Highway to Hell. So, get excited. Well, that's your prerogative. I mean, you know, if you want to do Highway to Hell for your pick, I mean, there's a million great movies that exist, and... Yeah, we'll do a shit one because I mean, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like life is limited. And quit your bitching. I just I, this just admit that the this picking a random move. So first of all, you know what this has really done is you doing this roulette thing has exposed what a shit list of films we have. You need to delete half of them what? because half of them. Highway to Hell, mistake. Phantom of the Paradise. Don't even want to see it. It's a that? good movie. It has a girl from Suspiria in it. Um, Jennifer Connelly? No, what? Oh, I was thinking of Phenomena. No, so. not that shit. Um, yes. Well, that was a pick. That was your pick. That wasn't my pick. That was God's pick. That was, oh, right. I see. Yeah. So watch it. And we're, do- okay. we're doing Phantom of the Paradise one day, so get excited. Yeah, one day, and then I'm, you know, hopefully I don't live to see that day. But uh, sink or swim. I, I, if every time I hit record on the show, I feel like I'm sinking <laughs> further and further. Mm. <laughs> on jaw. Huh? On jaw. On jaw. Miss you, buddy. Dead ass. He's in hell, but whatever. Enjoy it, bro. <sighs> Man, there's you some see? good movies on this list. One day we'll get a good one. Yeah. Well, yeah. What What are you using to randomize this, by the way? Google. I don't. I don't trust like that, honestly. I don't trust like that. At least I know that you're not picking your own movies because they're all terrible <laughs> and we've never seen them. Ooh, Twin Peaks. I'm excited. Yeah. Here's a little post bag for you. Okay. Watching Fargo. After that, I'm going to watch American Horror Story. But after that, I'm going to watch Twin Peaks. Could be chill. And you should uh, follow along. Yeah, I'll do that. And then maybe we can get along to reviewing some TV shows. Yeah. I mean, we finished one season of Star Trek took us a hell of a long time maybe we'll pick up the pace here maybe but, you'll uh, pick up the pace uh my well, pace is good well okay i mean i can watch them by myself but we have a sort of thing going and if the viewers want to come they can also come watch some star trek with us and i think that would be a good thing i'm actually gonna go back and rewatch all of season one because going forward when we watch them i'm gonna take um hella notes For your, uh, well, the format of the show, like, I guess we haven't decided, but we want to do, like, our favorite episodes kind of thing, right? Yeah, I had an idea, because, like, we have quite a, quite a few friends who really like, um, Star Trek as well. I was thinking, this is, again, just an idea, one of my ideas, is that we, you and I could sit down when we're, I I don't want to do it online. I definitely want to do it, uh, when when the studio is back open but at the rate we're watching the episodes no no issue um i want to do an episode with you we'll pick our top five favorites we'll talk about all of them and then maybe we could have just our buddies come in and they could just talk about their favorite episode and why and then i would just put those as little post bag extras um in every week's episode. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. Okay. That's a good idea. You should bring more of those instead of the, <laughs> instead of the wheel. Oh, that one was not one of your best. That was your space balls. <laughs> okay? That was your space balls. The wheel, it just, it brings a fun flavor. No, it doesn't. Well, I... Uh... Uh, and you know what? Sorry, guys. We didn't watch. I at least I didn't. I didn't watch Godzilla vs Kong. I forgot. Oh God, uh, me too. I'll I'll watch it sometime this week. Uh, the reviews for it are okay. 
<laughs> Let's see what Roger. What, what a world where the best we can say is the reviews are okay. I didn't have look. Who has high hopes for this movie? I mean, it's not going to be a best picture nominee here. Yeah. All right, Roger Ebert gave it four out of four bags. Now I'm really. <laughs> I'm really, every day I'm getting a little more concerned with the state of his legacy here. Cause, yeah. Um, you know, okay, there's a, I feel like the air on the site here for Roger Ebert is this guy named Matt Zoller size, and he's a decent critic, or at least I used to really kind of agree with his take on cinema, but he seems to have like a affinity for um, big, blockbuster, big blockbusters uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, four stars. Snyder Cut, three and a half out of four. I don't know if Ebra would have liked that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's their their own reviews, but I mean, come on, man. Is Let's it supposed see. to be, like, they're carrying his torch and, like, is that the idea? Or is it just write good reviews in his style? No, they're, they're not even necessarily in his style, honestly. Uh... I mean, they kind of adhere to it with like a little synopsis in, in their view and, and, I guess the more the tendency, you know, it's not really his style. The reviews are significantly longer. It's more akin to just any modern, online review. The site's fine. There's they got a good stable of critics, but uh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, what do you, like what's are they supposed to be like? This was just people that Eber was working... Like, Eber launched the site and he had critics on because he's... You know, when he was near the end of his life, he wasn't reviewing every movie that was coming out. Yeah. Uh, so then he had, you know, critics that he trusts, his sort of protégés, and they're carrying the torch, and they're doing a decent job. But, like, now I feel like, you know, I don't have any reason to come back to this. I don't know. Maybe I just... Maybe I'm just uh, fooling myself into thinking that, you know any of the things that I would have liked in Ebert would have carried on with the site here, but uh, I just feel like I would I come here less and less for my reviews. I used to be on here all the time. Like, it used to be my hub just to see when new movies would come out, see what the general consensus was. Honestly, if you guys are curious, I don't really have any critic that I I really trust um, on the web now. Like There isn't somebody I always go to for film reviews. I, now I kind of just watch the movie if it interests me, and then I decide... But, I mean, I would lie if I said I didn't look at Raw Tomatoes, but that's just because it's just general consensus, and it's just easy to see at a glance what people think of the film. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a favorite critic. I, I kind of stopped. I, I stopped watching, like, Fantano vids, or I used to watch, like, oh God, this was in high school, so I've long since stopped, but, like, Chris Stuckman, God. I used to watch his videos, like, um... He's, he's so bad. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. He just, oh, God. I don't, like, I mean, I don't mean to, you know, shit on somebody, I guess, who's in the same field as us, but, I mean, his reviews suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're bad. They're, they're, like, this thing is something I know. A-. minus. It, it was yeah. awesome. And, like, I don't even want to, like, I don't even want to deride him because, you know, he's, like, I guess, uh, I guess what people would say, like, a, an, like, he's really into the nerd culture, right? Oh, I hate that aesthetic so much. So he's really into, uh, comic books and anime and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. Like, maybe, look, maybe I'm being pretentious, guys, but I, I desire a little bit, I don't know, maybe a little more expertise. He just doesn't have, to me, like, the knowledge. He's a guy who's a big fan of film, but he doesn't uh, really display it in a nice way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And not that we're experts, because we, I mean, we're new to this, and we say stupid stuff, but you don't have to be an expert to criticize other people's work. And yeah, I, like... I don't think his reviews are that good or insightful. Um, and the whole fetishizing nerd culture is, is something I really despise. So, Like that, once again, that's something I would have liked more when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. when I was, that's all I cared about. But now it's like uh, I'm over it. There's too much of an emphasis in it right now for just movies in general. Because like, especially with the DC stuff. 
like at first it was fine you know we had a good run with marvel dominating box office but now like i'm over it yeah i like i used to watch yms too um and i stopped watching him just because almost every review that i'd watch of his he would say criticisms of a movie and then he had to give a final score and like his final score never seemed to match his opinions on a movie i i never liked yms um he i think he knows his stuff but he has like weird sometimes vendettas against movies or he'll attack like logical leaps in movies and that'll be a big plot point or like a big point of criticism is like plot points and stuff mm-hmm. like that that don't make sense and that to me is like like, I cared about the... I care about that. Like, logical inconsistencies and continuity is obviously an important part of making a script and stuff, but, like, it doesn't bother me as much now. That, like, to me, that's, like, so small unless, like, the film is incoherent because of that. You know, if if X is in the frame and then in the next shot, X is not in the frame, like, whatever, it really doesn't bother me. Yeah, like, that's something I've kind of been not caring about more recently because, like, I gave it some thought. Like, you know... Uh, Lord of the Rings, for example, people are like, why didn't they just fly to Mordor? That wouldn't have been a cool movie. That's why. That wouldn't have been interesting, guys. That's you want to watch. Do you want to watch that movie where they fly to Mordor, <laughs> or do you want to watch an epic trilogy of of films? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense though. It's it like yeah, um, because things that make sense, like complete logic, isn't that interesting all the time. But I like. <sighs> So I now where I'm at is like if it if it's inoffensive, like why didn't they just fly here? Or even like sometimes people will be like, why didn't this character do the super logical thing? Well, be, people don't do that in real life. Like when uh, one time my mom's bike got stolen and someone's like, oh, if I saw someone stealing my bike, I would totally kick their ass. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no you fucking wouldn't you would be a pussy just like everyone else tell me who tell me who this was right now i have no idea some some jag off but you, you like you so like in movies when a character does like a seemingly um dumb thing people do dumb things in real life it has to be like it has to be universe breaking for me to for me to like be like okay this doesn't make sense or it, it's so dumb like the opening of return of the jedi is so dumb where you'd be like nobody would would do this plan it just at this point and my film watching com- career it just feels besides the point you know yeah that's it the point is a drama usually like lord of the rings the point is a drama it's not about flying to mordor it's about how it makes you feel. Yeah. How it makes you feel, guys. That's what movies are all about, feeling. If it doesn't move you, then just throw it away. I think you and I can both agree that we're both fans of RLM, but I, I try not to watch your videos too much because I just don't want I don't want anything um, influencing my opinions. On, I, I, I get that. It's, you know, it's... That's part of the thing about being a critic is like having your own voice, and I guess yeah, if you take in a lot of uh, reviews and stuff, you will inevitably be influenced. But I I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with reading other re- uh, or watching other critics, especially because they can help improve your craft. But yeah, I get the idea, and I don't really watch too much of RLM or like as I said, any other reviews these days anyway. If you want to talk about bad reviewers, Christgau too, you can. Uh... He's based. You can toss that in the trash. Like, okay, I'll say this about Kreisky, okay? I like his reviews a lot. But the thing with him is that he's not the reviewer. Like, he his reviews are, like, he, half of the purpose is to entertain, which I kind of appreciate. Like, he almost makes it... He He's, like, he's showing off, in a sense, with his prose and his writing style. Mm-hmm. And that, I like that, and I like his style a lot. Uh, but like the problem is that he'll just like be dismissive he'll make like a one-line joke for a review and i guess if you're you know looking for a critique or you're looking for insight into what actually makes the record good or bad it can be kind of annoying but i don't take him that seriously but i really like his reviewing style i think he's a good writer i haven't maybe i've changed it's been a while since i i read anything of his i just started reading his stuff when um 
he was like bashing on Fantano and he's like uh video reviews are pointless or he's just a boomer I mean like that's I was so unsurprised by that he's is he like I guess you could call him pretentious and I mean mm-hmm. he's been doing he's been reviewing music since like the mid 60s so yeah it doesn't surprise me that he sees Fantano he goes hmm. <laughs> <laughs> amusing and of course I sometimes he says music that I like is bad so I hate him I hate when a critic says anything I like is bad. Um, I blacklist them. I don't. <laughs> How could you disagree? I mean, have I ever been wrong, Lucas? No. Well, there, there you have it, folks. I mean, when you get to the top, there's nowhere else to go. So keep tuning in here, and that's all you. That's all you need. Last on the list, on my list, anyways. Uh, Matthew's comic book corner. You got any um, comics you want to shout out? No, because you didn't tell me ahead of time. There's nothing you want to shout out. You don't want to shout out Watchmen or uh, <laughs> the Killing I just have to pick one. You want me to pick one off my shelf? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay, I'll pick them. Okay, let's see what I got. You know what was one of my favorite comics? It just looked at my shelf. Uh, there's an anthology that came out in the late 60s i believe called blazing combat it actually was forcibly removed from shelves by the u.s government because you're not allowed to say anything bad about vietnam really yeah well yeah like yeah basically the whole thing it's just a it's a it's it's, i think it's the best war comics you can get period it's an anthology it covers like uh, a wide range of wars even touches and like touches like roman antiquity and stuff like that but mostly it's like world war ii vietnam and other like mid 20th century conflicts but it's all great it's done by a great stable of writers and artists archie goodwin does a lot of it and he's i guess sort of the curator for it but all the pencils and all the artwork is outstanding the paneling is great it's so ahead of its time in its consciousness um and like seriously every story in that is good Uh, it's really the blueprint i think for any good war comic everybody should read it if you like war fiction at all that's like the best thing you can that's like one of the best like in all media period i think sorry how long is it how long is it uh how many issues it's like it was at the time it was published in four issues Mm. Uh, let me pull it off the shelf i'm gonna see how many pages it is total Uh, are these original runs that you have no, these are I, I have a collection. Fantagraphics published a collection because like good luck getting the issues because as I said they pulled them off shelves because they're like <laughs> we don't want because remember back in the day, all right there you was a time in history when everybody would read comics, especially soldiers would read comics. Um, those days are long gone now because comics are for dumb babies as we know. Uh, but this thing is about 186 pages. And at the end of each I- issue, you get a combat quiz. And it's got six questions about uh, just war and the military and history that you can play along with. I love this comic so much, bros. So good. So sicko mode. Are the originals like collector's pieces? I haven't taken a look at the values for the original. I imagine they they fetch a pretty penny because... I don't think it was terribly popular. I mean, it's still not like a hugely famous comic, but I just, it's, I think it's the best. And it's called what again? Sorry, Blazing. Blazing Combat. Hmm. Who, uh, who stuff. wrote it and um, illustrated it? Any big names? Um, nothing like, no, like Kirby or anything that like, I guess more. Noobs. More mainstream artists. Like there's big industry giants here, but. I mean, like, fans of comics will know Goodwin and Wallace Wood. Uh, they'll know Alex Toth, Gene Colan, but, like, not like nobody. Nobody big, I guess, from the Marvel and DC days when those were really taking off. This was, I guess, I guess around the time that Marvel would have been taken off if this was published in the late 60s. Hmm. But, yeah, that's my pick for this week's Comic Corner. Um, yeah, it's really good. All right. Is there anything else that you uh, wanted to say? Um. No, I think that's good for this week's episode. 
All right. Well, we'll see you next week. For I know you guys wanted uh, high Highway to Hell, but next week we'll do This Is Spinal Tap or is it Spinal Tap? No, This Is Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. This is Sicko Mode. Next week, <laughs> get ready, watch a movie, get excited, and uh, eat a bowl they, of cereal. If they, if they ever make a t- um, like a 21st century version of Spinal Tap, it'll be This is Sicko Mode. Oh, yes. I can't wait for, like, I, I, oh, God, a parody movie of... 21st century culture there's gonna be Fortnite dances and memes and it's gonna be a litty it's gonna be legend wait for it anything you heard today make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on spotify apple Podcasts, and umfm.com and don't forget to follow our instagram page at cop podcast